Yo, what up out there, guys and gals? It's your boy Zay representing that culture of dad brand. Back again with a brand new Culture Dad podcast. You know what it is? It's the place where we discuss all things dad, which is simply all things. Now, quick verbal disclaimer: although we may discuss daddy issues, family issues, and the like, this podcast is intended for mature audiences. Here is where we have real talk from and repping a daddy's perspective. Your discretion is advised. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I just want to give a special thanks and a shout out to all those who reached out, who noticed that maybe I didn't post up. Uh, new podcast episode last week. I apologize for falling off the schedule. You know how it is. Sometimes life throws us little monkey wrenches, especially us dads, um, parents in general. You know, you have kids, you go through circumstances, and life just throws curveballs. And you know, part of the part of the course that we have to walk is learning how to navigate that, learning how to deal with the punches that's thrown and. Uh, getting back up on that horse so here i am back on the horse damn it feels good to be back i missed y'all motherfuckers so yeah shout out to all the cult daddies the cult mommies the cult kitties everybody who's supporting this cause and this movement was help building it up i got so much love for y'all and i'm back at it to show some love to all y'all who show love so that being said let's get right to the shits Today, I want to really get dive in and get into talking about um, basically what I was just te- what I was just saying, overcoming those hurdles, those obstacles, those little monkey wrenches that life tends to throw in our path as we're going along, especially when things seem great, when things are moving along swimmingly, as they say. Um, you know, sometimes we hit these obstacles, you know, the, uh, Abraham Hicks calls it contrast. You know, you have these obstacles that help you define what it is that you that you want more in your life and help you figure out how to attain these things right so i don't know what it is been about this particular month of march 2019 but man i have hit some personal monkey wrenches but one monkey don't stop no show so i'm back at it we're gonna get right to the shits So what's been going on with y'all this month of March 2019? I don't know how y'all month has been going, but I'm going to tell you for sure. I don't know whether it has been Mercury being in retrograde the last few weeks, if you're into astrology or any of those type of things, or whether it's just been my own personal hurdles and obstacles I've had to overcome. But man, this month has thrown some shit my way. Now, if you checked out the last podcast, if you've been on the website, you would have seen uh, my family been in a little accident. My lady, my son, they were mowed down by one of these crazy-ass bike messenger delivery guys on some sort of motorized bike. My son was in the hospital for a couple days. My lady was injured. I was stressing, work, you know, busting my butt to just try to, you know, take care of them and make sure they were good, make sure they were healing, recovered, and, you know, do what I had to do from that fatherhood protector provider perspective right you know just taking care of those you love making sure everybody's good you know 
you know how that goes sometimes. Sometimes you, you do so much for everybody else, you tend to burn yourself out. Once they started getting better, all signs were well. I fell apart. I got sick for a little bit. Bounce, bounce back from that, you know, got my school, my, my kid back into school and he's back on his regular schedule. Then he got sick. He got a really, really bad flu or something like that. He turned around, made his mommy sick. Again, I found myself in the caretaker role, trying to make sure everybody was good, doing what they had to do. Once everybody started getting better, here it goes. My, I tended to burn myself out and now I'm sick again, but I'm bouncing back quickly because I'm doing what I got to do to take care of myself. But it's a pretty interesting uh, scenario, this kind of recurring theme that's happened this month that I see in my life where um, the world just throws these kind of obstacles at us to see if you've learned your lessons or to help help you learn your lessons. You know, I think the big lesson for me, um, as far as what I needed to learn and what I am learning and what I have been working on is the idea of maintaining your own well-being as you take care of others, as you are doing your protector, your provider role, as you are busting your butt to make sure everybody has everything they need. Um, for me, with my own particular limitations, whether that be my own sickle cell and things of that nature, or just, you know, the physical human body, you know, you can only run on a lack of sleep. You can only do that for so long. You can only run on a lack of uh, feeding yourself properly. You can only do that, but for so long before your body will crash, before your body will, you know, make you understand that you need to take care of yourself. And my body is very sensitive in that way, probably because of my single cell, probably just because of the years of experience I've had and learning how to maintain and uh, conduct myself in a way that I can live a normal life. So that being said, going through these cycles this month has been a really harsh reminder in the fact that it is so paramount to be able to kind of be there for yourself and do what you have to do to take care of yourself. Um, and this particular month has kind of recycled that theme for me and reinforced that messaging. Um, in years past, uh, my body would have crashed. I could have had major crises. I could have ended up in a hospital. I would have, I mean, things could have really gone hard, really horribly wrong for me. Uh, this particular month, and these particular issues that I've dealt with have all been kind of minor in the sense that, you know, everybody's been able to bounce back, um, maybe not as quickly as you might have liked, you know, um, ideally, you know, somebody gets an injury or something, you know, if they can bounce back in a day or two, that's great. Um, for the most part, everybody's been, every time something's happened, it's been like almost a week before people have been able to bounce back. And, um, that's like a week of caretaking where I was kind of neglecting myself and, um, I was mindful enough to be able to catch that in the early stages by listening to my body, my body, acknowledging those signs, those messages that saying, okay, you're getting fatigued. You need to kind of get some rest. You need to kind of go to bed early tonight. Me personally, I'm a freaking night owl. I don't know about y'all. You know, I'm a city kid. I born in New York city. I was, I'm DJed for many years an actor. I mean, I'm kind of born and raised in the nightlife. So 
after years of doing that, I've always just been kind of a night owl and adjusting to this cold kind of like, I don't know, this this holistic, healthier life, lifestyle has been at odds with my habits. My habits being, you know, want to be up all night, want to party all night, want to, you know, you know, burn all my energy all night. And, you know, I can just drag myself through the day, whatever, whatever. But as I get a little bit older, now I start to recognize, you know, that don't necessarily serve me anymore. I can't really, not that I can't, but when I do it, it don't serve me. It's not good for my body. Same thing with the foods I eat. You know, I'm a big, you know, one of my favorite dishes, like Snoop Dogg, it's chicken wings. You know, I'm a big chicken wings uh, guy. You know, go to Buffalo Wild Wings, go to um, all these different wing spots, wing spot, wing stop, um, wherever I can get just delicious, tasty, gourmet wings. I'm a big wing fan. You know, you got the different sauces, the different dips. Oh, my God. Talking about it right now, I'm getting kind of hungry, so I might just get off of this train of thought. But that said, you know, the fried foods. Maybe not the most healthy thing for me, you know. And now that I'm back in my back in my groove, back in my grind, I'm getting back in shape, you know. I'm tired of the whole dad bod thing, and I'm getting to my fit dad thing, you know what I mean? Um, getting back in shape, getting back. Um, I'm not so focused on getting the six pack back, but you know, it's coming back a little bit, you know. You know what I'm saying? It's getting, it's, the, the tummy's getting a little flat or whatever, whatever. But you know, I gotta recognize that you know, certain dietary habits are not necessarily conducive to what I want. You know, I want to feel good in my body. It's not even that I want to be fit, that I want to be sexy and be, you know, I just want to feel good in my own skin. And that, that required recognizing like, oh, maybe eating fried foods every day is not the best for me. You know what I'm saying? I live in New York city. Big part of the culture here is drinking. Like everybody gets together. Yo, let's lead. Let's meet up for drinks. You know, you come out of the office after work. Yo, let's link up. Let's have some drinks after work. Or, you know, you try to set up a date, whether it's like a romantic day or whether it's like a, a business meeting. It's always like, let's get together over drinks. So let's go over here and do something over drink. Drinks is kind of like a huge social staple here in New York City for some reason. And like there are a lot of there are a lot of alternatives. There are all sorts of other options, but so, for some reason that is like the easy default that many people go to here in the city. And uh recognizing that, you know, I was a big drinker for a while. Not to say I was on some alcoholic stuff, but like there was a time when my threshold was like through the roof, you know, especially during my college days where like I could go, I was going through bottles of Everclear 151, like the big 150 milliliter bottles, you know what I'm saying? And I could go through that stuff and it not phase me at all, you know? Well, I'm lying. I won't say it not phase me. I definitely have my nights of uh, praying to the porcelain god, head in the toilet. You know, all that stuff you do when you're young. It's fine. You know, it's normal. But then as you start to get a little older, you know, just recognizing, you know, getting into the professional world, you still, I'm still seeing like everybody still socializes at the bar, socializes around drinks, like socializes in with that as kind of the cornerstone. And when you start to step out of that and you start to change your habits and try to get into a more holistic lifestyle, 
you start to realize, okay, maybe the drinking is not so much. So now I'm at the point where like I'll socially drink and I'm good with that, but I don't necessarily, when I'm at the store, go and buy six packs to stock up in my fridge anymore. I'm not going to the wine, the, the liquor store to buy bottles of wine and all this extra stuff on the regular. You know, sometimes I do, you know, me and my, me and my lady will throw a bottle of wine in the fridge, you know, well, one, you know, you want a little bottle of wine. Oh, Saturday is coming. You're gonna have a little movie night or something. Not, nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, like, there was a time where it was like every night I would need a few drinks at least. You know, I could go through a six pack of something, something light, like Corona's is light, um, Guinness light, whatever, whatever. Like these light beers that don't really have much alcohol content. I could bang that out and still want more and you know just to feel like okay good i got a nice good buzz i can go to bed now man if a lot of my old drinking buddies see me now they'd be like yo what the fuck happened to you because i'll have like two drinks two beers and i'm like good i'm like beyond good i'm like mm, maybe i shouldn't even like you know maybe i i shouldn't even go nowhere right now like i'll be like almost sloppy like it's ridiculous like light stuff, you know what I'm saying? And this is coming from a guy who I had my whole, I had my wine connoisseur phase where I was out there sipping and learning about wines, learning how to properly drink wine, properly consume wine, learning why wine is served at a certain room temperature and the best strands of grain. I had my beer connoisseur phase where it was like I was all about learning about the different ales and the different, um, the different buzz and the fermentation process and getting into big big into Belgium ales and, you know, learning the difference between IPAs and stouts and lagers and this and that and really defining what my taste buds and preferences are. You know, I had my whole dark liquor phase where I was like, okay, I was experimenting with cognacs and this and that and blah, blah, blah. So I'm not a novice to these things and I'm never traditionally been a lightweight but since kind of overhauling my life, you know, and recognizing that, you know, these things don't necessarily serve the goals that I have, shit, I become a huge lightweight now, you know? So, um, that said, when it comes to making these type of changes, it comes to recognizing, uh, the efforts that it takes to make these changes, it can kind of be a bit of a shock to the system, but, so overwhelmingly worth it, you know, depending on the the decision you make. You have to make that decision to want to make that type of change. But that said, it still can be very difficult. Now, I got to, again, like I said, apologize if you hear me sniffling a little bit on, on this podcast because I am still recovering um, from being sick. But that just brings me back to the original train of thought, which was that in that process, listening to my body as as just like I listened to my body to decide when I wanted to stop or cut down on my drinking and listening to my body as far as cutting down on the fried foods and eating healthier and listening to my body as far as um, changing my sleeping habits and getting more restful um, patterns of sleeping, which is difficult. It's, it's always difficult to make changes when the things that you're trying to change have become habitual, you don't even necessarily think about why, why you might be drinking so much or why you might be eating such certain foods so much or why you might be having these crazy sleep patterns so much. You just 
they, it just becomes almost habitual, just a way of life. And then when you start to change them, you can really, your body really starts to communicate to you more. And that is the thing that I'm noticing and that I'm reminded of with this particular month is that listening to my body has really saved me from having the most negative outcome and the most negative circumstances that I typically would have gotten years prior, you know, um, burning my body out the way that I did with just taking care of my loved ones that could have easily led me to catching uh, flu, which would have developed into pneumonia or with sickle cell, what they call ACS, acute chest syndrome. And that would have wound up me being hospitalized um, from that place in and out of consciousness, blood transfusions, exchange transfusions. Like that is the traditional route that I've experienced in my life. So the fact that I'm in a place now where I can recognize the signs and the communications of my body that says, okay, you need to get some rest tonight. Maybe you need to just chill out, not do no work tomorrow, take the day off. Maybe you need to just stay home for, you know, and do whatever you need to do to take it easy recognizing those little signs has really made a huge difference in the outcome that I am experiencing now because um like I said this past the past week and a half first my son was sick then he made his mom sick they were both were sick their flus carried on for about a full week me I just got this little bit of the lingering kind of like oh Maybe it's a flu coming on. I kind of got that sense yesterday. I was like, yeah, I need to chip. You know what I'm saying? And then I went to bed early. I slept. I slept. I slept. The day before, actually, I would say that that's what was happening. Then yesterday, I kind of had some like symptoms, body aches and stuff. I was like, nah, that's all right. I'm going to just chill. I'm going to just do what I got to do. And outside of the things that I absolutely have to do, I'm going to just rest as much as possible. Today, I feel great. Like now at this point, I just got some lingering sniffles. Whereas my son had the flu for like four days. He missed almost a whole week of school. Uh, my lady had the flu for like four or five days. She missed like mad days at the office. She was sick all weekend. She had a special workshop that she paid like, I guess, like almost $300 for that she couldn't even attend because she was just on her ass. And here I am almost two days later and I'm like bouncing back that I'm like, yo, you know, I, I want to get on the podcast. I want to go and talk to my peoples and talk to my folks talk about the importance it is of being able to listen to our bodies because when we can listen to our bodies our bodies can listen to us and i'll get into what i mean by that in just a moment So, I know that might sound a little confusing when we listen to our bodies, our bodies listens to us. I'm going to try to break it down this way. Like, all right, with the examples I just gave, that was me listening to my body. Now, in return, my body listens to me by doing the things that I'm asking of it, which is uh, whether it's getting stronger, getting fit losing weight in this in my particular case 
healing, getting over this flu, this cold. Um, what I've noticed is that the more that I am mindful, the more that I am present in my own skin with the subtle ways the body can communicate with me, then the more I'm able to adjust my behaviors to meet my body's needs. And as I do that, my body is able to adjust to meet my demands. Uh, So, for example, the idea of getting fit. Like I said, I've I've been wanting to uh, get over the whole dad bod thing. I hate that whole thing that whole term, you know, that's the new vernacular for dads who kind of, you know, we get a little soggy as we get, you know, kind of busy with dad life, with being a protector, being a provider, you know, having to work all the time and having to take care of others and do what we have to do in the house. And maybe we get a little consumed with doing that, that we're not necessarily on top of working out as hard as maybe we did when we were young or whatever. We're not maybe as athletic as we used to be. And so, you know, the common misconception is you become a dad and all of a sudden you you lose that sex appeal. You lose, you know, you lose, you lose any interest in being fit or whatever. That's all bullshit, false narrative misconceptions, by the way. But, you know, that's where that whole term came from. Oh, the dad bot thing is bullshit. That said, what I've noticed is that as I've made adjustments for my body's needs, my body has met the demands that I've put on it as far as getting back into shape. So I'm not even currently what my workout regimen looks like. I'm not even working out as hard as I did when I was like really young and I was really big into hitting the gym and I had the huge gym membership and I had like massive, massive gym equipment in my house or whatever the case may be, especially when I was professionally acting, you know, the superficiality of that industry was really like, yo, you got to be on top of being in shape, being fit, blah, blah, blah. I was never necessarily good enough, at least not for a leading man type of figure, you know, uh, I was always told, oh yeah, you're handsome enough or whatever, but you, you know, you don't have the body for any kind of leading man guy. You can be like the charismatic sidekick. You can be like the number two, or you can be like whatever. Okay. That's the industry. So be it. But now I don't really have any interest in any of that. And I'm more so just concerned about getting in shape for myself, just to feel good for myself. I didn't, I didn't like feeling, you know, running, uh, running a few blocks and feeling so winded and shit, you know, feeling like, Oh my God, I'm rushing to catch the the nearest subway. And I got to, you know, you know, when you can kind of see the subway coming and you're like maybe a block and a half away and you're like, Oh my God, if I run, I can probably make it. But then, you you know, you got to run like that block and a half. And then you got to run up those like, two flights of stairs, pay the Metro card, run up another flight of stairs to catch that train. It's it's a quick dash. It's a really quick dash. I would try to do that and I would be, oh, huffing and puffing and huffing and puffing. I'm about to cough up a fucking lung. It's ridiculous how like out of shape and soggy I was getting. And now, you know, 
where I'm at now. It's like, I can do that in my sleep. You know, my son is, I'm out running my son and he's six year old, all the energy in the world. All he wants to do is run and well, you know, we'll run around just playing tag or whatever. And he'll be like, "Ah, I'm tired, daddy. And I'm like, really? Come on, kid. You, you know, and I, and my workout regimen at this point is really nominal. I do about 20 minutes a day. I, what I, what I shoot for is 20 minutes a day at this point. Now that my, stamina and my regimen has I guess elongated in a sense you know I shoot for that 20 minutes but I often go over it just because it's like now it's like oh I, I can do more but I'll, I'll just do 20 minutes a day just to just to kind of connect with my body just to kind of ground to the earth you know I'll do like and I'll and I'll switch it up you know I'll do a couple of days of just weight training where I'm hitting the weights, clanging and banging, you know, um, and then I'll mix it in with some calisthenics, you know, some squats, some some pull-ups, some push-ups, things of that nature. And then I'll mix that up with, and then throughout the course of my, throughout the rest of my day, I'll just do random calisthenics where like I'll find some time, I'll get up just to get the blood flowing. I'll do some shadow boxing, I'll do some kickboxing or whatever, um, and things of that nature. And then I'll mix it up. And I'll and I'll switch up my routine the next day, so I'll work up different. I'll exercise different muscle groups, and I've been doing this consistently since the start of 2019. It wasn't necessarily a New Year's resolution, but it was more so. Um, it was more so just my own desire to kind of start to feel good in my own body again. Um, 2018, I was really intermittent and kind of half-assed with working out. I work out sometimes. I, I'd get into a little a little zone where I'd be good and consistent for like a couple of weeks, a few weeks, and then I'd fall off and I'd like not work out for like a month. And then I'd, you know, kind of get, try to get back into it and be kind of a struggle. But one thing that I do know from kind of off and on working out throughout the years is that once you're in the zone and once you get consistent, You kind of get addicted to it, you know, you kind of get addicted to the feeling of the working out, you know, and then once you start noticing gains, as far as you start noticing muscle tone, you start noticing um, firmness and tightness in in your body, you start noticing changes, physical changes, it becomes even more addicting. And the more you get into that zone, the easier it gets to maintain the consistency. So this particular year, I've been on the ball. But one of the things that I noticed that I changed up is that uh, instead of feeling like, oh, I got to be consistent with going to the gym and banging out a full hour hardcore intensive workout and, you know, this and that, doing it consistently all the time. Those are the type of things that were always like a turnoff to me. You know, it's kind of like it's a, it seems daunting when you have to think about I need to get up, pack up a gym bag, go to the gym, do this work out real hard for a fucking hour straight, you know, or more depending on what your particular day requires and keep that up. I mean, it's great if you're like actually working towards some sort of bodybuilding goals or whatever the case may be, but just in a general, like maintaining a feel good kind of thing, being feeling good in your body and, you know, 
liking what you see when you look in the mirror, you know, that may not be the right course for you. I'm not telling any, this is not a fitness podcast. I'm not telling anybody what works for them, but I'm saying what works for what's been working for me this year since I've started is just like being consistent daily, 20, just shooting for 20 minutes a day of just like a good physical workout. Just like, you know, get a little sweat going. Not, not even being like, yo, I got to get a full on pump going. I got to get a full on sweat going and doing that. By doing that and just like something real easy right here in my house, I got weights, I got pull-up bars, I got, you know, I got some light equipment, you know, I don't got a full-out gym, I got some light equipment, I got what I need, you know what I'm saying? Um, And just saying like, okay, I wake up in the morning, I do my morning meditation, you know, I do a little bit of yoga, stretching, and then you're like, let me just hit the weights for 20 minutes, let me just do some some boxing, let me just work on my my, my, my shadow boxing, let me work on my kickboxing a little bit, let me, you know, let me let me do a little cardio in here, let me get in, you know, do some of my dance routines, get in some old dance choreography, just things to kind of keep the blood flowing, things of that nature. Um, I start noticing, damn, my body really was receptive to that and it was easy to maintain consistency because it was never it's never a daunting thought to say okay i got 20 minutes right now it's just like let me do a little something it's no big deal it's just get the blood flowing feel good for the day get my energy moving all right i can do that i can do that but the more i did it the more it's like okay good and then as soon as like now it's like okay that 20 minutes starts to become easy, then next thing you know, you're setting yourself going for 30 minutes. Like, oh, I could push out for another 20 minutes, for another 10 minutes. And then next you know, you're going for 40 minutes, 45 minutes without without actually thinking about it. Whereas in years prior, it was always like, all right, I gotta, I gotta go and motivate myself and get to the gym. And I know I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be there for at least 45 minutes, an hour, just to try to get this good sweat going. Now it's like, ah, I'm just gonna get up, let me get my 20 minute workout and and more more days than not that 20 minute workout becomes an easy 45 minute workout because it's just this is what I'm doing I'm just pushing myself a little harder and it's like it feels good you know and as I do that just with the intention of I just want to feel good in my body you know I, I like looking in the mirror I like to I want to like what I see. I don't want to look in the mirror and go, oh, I feel fat. I feel bored. I want to look in the mirror and like, all right, not bad. And just with that attention alone and being consistent with just doing like a little 20 minutes a day exercise, I've noticed my body make huge shifts and it's only been three months. So that's what I mean when I say when I listen to my body, my body listens to me. Um, listening to my body, my body's telling me, yo, you need rest. You need to be able to do this. Yo, you need to, you know, you need to eat a little healthier. You need to change your diet. You need to be able to do that. Yo, you need to cut back on the alcohol a little bit. You need to just chill. Nobody says you got to quit. Just chill. You know, this is what my body's telling me. I'm not preaching to y'all out there, but I'm just sharing my experience. This is what my body was telling me. And as I made these changes and then incorporating something like, okay, well, I'm doing all that for my body, but, you know, I want my body to work for me as well. So I want to be able to, I want to get stronger. I want to see some muscles. I want to see some growth. I want to feel good. I want to be able to run that one and a half blocks to the subway and run up those steps and not be winded, you know, make that sprint, you know? And I'm at that place where I, you know, I'm doing that with ease now. And I've been doing that for a while without a problem. And, um, it's gone hand in hand 
you know, it's been me listening to my body. And as such, my body has been able to execute the things I've wanted it to execute, you know, so I've definitely, I've gotten stronger, you know, my, what I'm lifting on the weights is, is heavier. And I'm doing that with ease, you know, I'm putting these demands and these strains and pressure on my body. So what I'm learning is the more I listen to my body, the more my body listens to me with regards to what's happened this past month, listening to my body to recognize, Oh, that feels like a little sign of sickness. Maybe instead of pushing myself through it and instead of saying, fuck it, I'll think about it later, I got to keep working right now. Maybe I should just say, pause, time out. I'm going to go take a nap. Let me just chill. Let me just go get a full night rest. Maybe instead of like being like, oh, I like to be up all night, even if it's just goofing around, I like to be up. Or if I'm stressed out and I got to work and I got to work, let me stay up all night just working on this particular project. Instead of being like, let me do that, listening to my body and say, you know what? My body's feeling weak. It's feeling fatigued. Just, just go to bed. It's okay. It's okay. I can get back to that later. It's more important for my body to, to feel good when I'm doing it. It's more important for my mind to feel fresh and sharp while I'm doing that project instead of pushing myself all night just because I like to be up at night. So the more I've listened to my body, the more I've noticed that my body has been responding to all of the demands and all of my desires of it. You know, I would have never thought that working out a simple 20 minutes a day would actually bring the improvements and the fitness that I've always strived for in my life. But lo and behold, that's what's, that's my experience. That's what's been happening. And it, it all comes down to a combination of me listening to my body and my body better able to give me what I want of it. So that's the main thing that I'm, that I've learned over the course of my years that this particular month of obstacles has reminded me of. Um, The body can and will serve you well if you serve it well. You listen to your body, it listens to you. So make sure you are, whatever you're doing, as, as stressful as your life may be, as much pressure as you might be under, as just all of the outside noise from society telling you what you should be doing or what you should not be doing. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're listening to your body. You're following the signals that your body is giving you, the cues that your body is giving you. And if you are, you will see some profound growth and some profound results in the things you wish for your body. Um, things that you decide to pull from your body. You know, you want you want a, a more youthful look and your body's telling you you need to get rest, get rest. You know, you want more energy throughout your day and your body's telling you you need to change your eating habits. Think about changing your eating habits. I know it might be a little difficult at first thought, but... If your body is calling for it, not not your mind, not like the world, the society is telling you you need to do this. But if your body is telling you this would feel good for you, this would feed you, you feed your soul, feed your intestinal fortitude, for lack of a better term. It won't be as hard as you might think it will be Um, when I when I think thoughts like, oh, my God, I'm going to I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit drinking altogether. That's a daunting thought. 
But when my body says, yeah, you know, it's okay if I just take it easy. I don't want to, I just cut back a little bit. Let me just chill. I don't need to drink as much. You know, I don't need to be chugging down the henny with the fellas as much. I can go, I can meet up with the fellas. I have one cup. You know, my niggas might, they, I mean, my, my, my peoples, they might have two, three cups chugging back henny. We all playing spades, people wilding out. I might nurse that little one cup and be good for the night because I'm just doing it for a social just to interact and have a good time. But I'm not necessarily looking to get effed up. You know what I'm saying? And my body appreciates that. And so then the next morning when everybody's hung over and I get up and I'm ready to go and I'm like, yo, I got energy. What, what we getting into? And everybody's all cracked out and hung over. It's like, yeah, I listen to my body and my body was right. So. Whatever y'all getting into, y'all, I just wanted to jump back in here, reconnect with the Cult of Dad fam, and send y'all that little reminder, yo, listen to your body, and your body will listen to you. That's all for the show today. Peace and blessings. Much love to y'all. Be sure to check out the website, cultureofdad.com. We got some great stuff coming up. We just upgraded the website, so we're going to be adding some new features and some new implementations on there. We're also online, all your social media platforms. Hit us up on IG at Cult of Dad, Twitter at Cult of Dad, Facebook. Hit the hit, hit the like page, like us, um, cultofdad.com. You know what it is, Culture of Dad. It's your boy Zay. I'm out.